Hello again. This is Digging for Something, and I am your host, JJ. So, for this episode, I'm just going to talk about some of the uh, things going on uh, in, in the world, in the country, um, and just giving you my take and maybe provide updates for things you, you may not already know about. So, I feel like this is Groundhog Day because it's uh, another day, another talk about COVID. Yes, that that freaking bastard COVID, uh, COVID nineteen to be specific, because uh, COVID eighteen eh, might not be such a bad thing. Well, it's COVID, so I guess it is bad, but not to the extent of uh, number nineteen here. Uh, as most people already know, there's been spikes all over the place, and. I don't. I don't want to say it's been predictable, but if this virus is not going away, anything that happens that's going to create more people in a a location close together, you're going to have that that risk. Um, a term I like to use is what is the acceptable risk? Because at this point, that's what we have to dis- what we have to think about. What is the acceptable risk? Uh, and we know this virus kills. Uh, we know there's a, I guess, p- particular part of the population um, that is much higher risk than others. Um, you know, people. Younger, good health, you know, typically will have no symptoms or get very mild and it'll just wash away. Um, of course, there has been deaths in pretty much every age group, but uh, the elderly, uh, elderly with health conditions, people with lung, heart conditions, th- those tend to be the higher risk groups. So what is the acceptable risk versus you know, shutting the world down. Uh, so it, it's it's a call that is very difficult to make. Uh, you know, we look at our politicians, um, local, state, federal, and there's there is no consensus. Um, many states have kind of, uh, you know brought back the tighter restrictions that there were um, well, as far as closing different things um, it's not it's not as as I guess strict as previously which there was no dining it was all takeout um, but usually uh, not usually but the restaurants that have outdoor seating, um, are pretty much the ones that can go business as usual. Um, some even some counties that are neighboring might have different rules. You have one co- county that 
um, requires only outside dining, where the next county is uh, outside dining and a little, a very small percentage of indoor dining. So it's there, there's no there's no consistency across the board. So once you cross a county line, uh, you have to kind of figure out okay what's going on in this one, and um, we've had record number of uh, positive tests uh, the last I guess couple weeks. Um, so again, it's not that surprising. Also, with the ability to be tested. Uh, easier now you're you're going to have more positive tests than you had two months ago just for uh, the the, sh- the sheer change in um, availability of testing so uh, that that's part of it but also um, when you reopen areas with that cater to people who don't think big picture you tend to have problems there. So the number of positive tests from the younger demographic is staggering, but it's not surprising. And the term young and dumb did not originate from nothing. Uh, Young people do dumb things. It's... It's usually when you go uh, do those dumb things, do you learn from them? And as you get older, you you get that wisdom from the mistakes you made and the mistakes you've seen others make. Um, Also, the younger generation might feel a little more invincible. They feel like, okay, you know, I'm in in the, the group that is not a high risk. But once again, they don't live in a bubble by themselves. Uh, they have families, they have friends, they have neighbors, so it can be it can be passed to those who do have higher risk. So you know, there needs to be kind of some accountability in everybody to not just for themselves, but for everybody they know and people they come in contact with. Um, now, it's hard for businesses. Uh, for instance, a bar that's been closed for three months that was not raking in money to begin with. Uh, and they're told, okay, you can reopen, but only at 40% capacity, and that's it. But at 80% capacity, they were barely turning a profit. So not not bringing any revenue for a few months, and then being able to open up at 40%, which in some cases might even result in a loss just from being open. Um, you know, it puts them in a very bad position to kind of skirt the rules and bring it up to 60% or maybe not enforce uh, other kind of restrictions, the social distancing, the masks, and things like that. Um then you have the mask issue and you have those who wear a mask in their own car, which I don't understand. And then you have the others who don't want to wear a mask for anything. And let's be honest. I don't like the mask. 
It is very uncomfortable for a long period of time, but it is necessary. And it, it's not really necessary because there's only a few kinds of masks that will actually block everything out and protect you from getting it. Um, most regular masks, you know, provide a, a layer, a couple layers that um, will assist in preventing you from contract from contracting but it's no guarantee it's uh, many masks don't have the, the filtration to be able to to block the tiny particles so you're not really 100 percent protecting yourself but they do a much better job of protecting others so if somebody does have the virus wearing that mask will assist not uh, transmitting to others so it is important to wear the mask. Now, I'm not going to say I wear it all the time. Uh, it, when I go for a jog, walk, or anything like that, I'll, I'm not going to wear the mask just because you can't breathe in the thing. So I'm not going to wear it. But if I go anywhere, uh, if I go to a grocery store, uh, to my second home target, I'm going to wear the mask. Now, I will bring my antibacterial, uh, or I guess hand sanitizer, uh, to be more specific, uh, some wipes and things like that, see if I touch, but um, uh, that's, that's basically what I can do to protect myself. Now, those who don't want to wear masks um, because they might think it's a hoax or something like that, and of course, yeah, we've seen those videos uh, and fights and things. Dude, just wear the mask. It, just wear the mask. And there's some people who's, who will say uh, they have the antibodies because they have the, the virus, so the, the, they can't transmit it. But you know, there's, there's not a, a, a neon light over your head that says this. You know, the CDC is not behind you to say that, hey, this person's good. They have antibodies. You're all safe. Uh, are you going to trust a stranger? People don't want really to trust their closest friends. Trust a stranger? No, just wear the mask. Um, you don't, you don't want to be on the internet for the wrong reasons. So fighting over this, it, it's kind of, it's kind of ridiculous, and um, it's, it's something we all have to do, and just because we don't like it, it's something we should do. Not for ourselves, not only for our family, just for the stability of this country. Um, we, we need to do something to slow it and slow it enough where things can reopen and the acceptable risk is low until that vaccine or, well, there's never really a cure, but... Um, you know, ways to to mitigate and to bring people back to health who do contract it um, get better. So let's do our part because being that rebel not to wear the mask, all you're doing is you're just hurting what your ultimate goal is, which is to have us come back to some kind of normal. So... Being the rebel is not going to get it get us there, and uh, we 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 have now seen 
President Trump wear the mask, even though uh, he never wore a mask. He understood the the need of it, but uh, he, he's he's received a lot of criticism for not wearing a mask, and now he's even sporting that mask. And uh, you know that has to tell you something. And <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, our president. Uh, Donald Trump, when he was elected, I think from the moment he was elected, there were so many who made it their priority in life to get him out of office. Whether I, I remember when I, after he was elected, every day, uh, the place I worked, there, there was a TV in the break room. And I didn't frequent the break room a lot. I would eat there every now and then. But CNN was on, was the channel that was always on the TV. And I just got tired. Like, like him or not, there's no need to just regurgitate the same things over and over. But for some reason, CNN, they just played nonstop Trump. Um, and I'm sure Fox News also did a lot of uh, a Trump just the other way. But it was just, it was people's missions. There were people running for Congress with the sole purpose of having Trump removed from office. And it, it became a very negative focus. And two things happen. Is you get people on your side and... Then you have the other um, segment where they get annoyed and go the other way. Me, personally, I'm a contrarian by nature. So uh, if somebody gives negative, 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 I think it's ridiculous. It just pushes me to the other side, whether I believe that or not. Um, so, and there's, there were, I'm sure there was a lot of people on the fence, but it was just enough was enough. Now, he's, let's, Let's not sugarcoat. He's made a lot of mistakes. Um, there's many things he's done well and many things he hasn't done well. Um, you know, one of the things he's done well is he's he's the same person in office that he was when he ran or when he was when he had his show. And that doesn't happen a lot with politicians. Obviously, he wasn't a politician, so he remained true to who he was, whether you liked it or not. And he was very brash, um, and he became his own worst enemy. For all the good things he's done, whether it's various trade agreements, uh, different initiatives, um, foreign policies, um, not having the United States basically be in charge of the 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 world's security, economic stability, without getting anything in return. Uh, he's worked to make sure that it's either a win-win or it's going to slant on our side. Uh, and that's probably something we should have done a while ago, decades ago. Um, just because we're a superpower doesn't, you know, I. I I like to say that people hate us until they need us. And I'm talking about other countries. And you see that a lot uh, from various countries. But there's things that he's done well. Uh, now, 
immigration policies and things like that, um, where he has valid points, he doesn't communicate very well. Uh, obviously, we need we need to secure our borders. We cannot allow anybody and anybody into this country. Um, I don't care if you're the most progressive, socialist, liberal out there. You know we can't do that. This country does not have the resources to maintain a mass influx and uh, and what comes with it. So, yes, we do need some immigration control. Now, the way he communicates it, some of the policies, yeah, his communication sucks. He uses horrible wording. Um, some of his policies are extreme. And But we do... We probably need to meet somewhere in the middle as far as uh, what mainstream thinks and his views. So, um, but he's also embarrassed us many times with what how he speaks. Uh, I, I've mentioned numerous times I'm not a fan of social media. Now, Twitter has been his means of communication since he's taken office and. He's done a very poor job at communicating those messages. Um, he can be very divisive. He can be very intolerant, very stubborn. And probably his worst trait is he's very thin-skinned. And not every criticism, um, question, debate requires response or resp or definitely not a response with an insult that is it's counterproductive it's childish it's definitely unpresidential if that's a word um so he shot himself in the foot so many times just because of his thin skin and his kind of lack Lack of polish. This is where not being a politician has really hurt him. Um, and sometimes he has to be able to listen to the smarter people. And what this virus is doing, it's succeeding in what many people could not succeed in. And that's tarnishing his presidency um his response has been hmm, i guess we can say it's been a failure just because of where we stand today and it's not entirely his fault but he's definitely had a huge hand um, he received a lot of criticism when he said nobody can come here from china Oh, you can't do that. Da, da 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 So you can't criticize them for that and then criticize them for what's taking place. Because uh, it's that move was correct, but I think the the lack of building a consensus on how we can slow the spread, what we can do to open up businesses safely. Uh, to reduce the risks, uh, th basically throwing it into each state and local government's hands is not going to work. Um, 
Now, with that said, as I said in previous podcasts, Republicans blame Democrats. Democrats blame Republicans. It's just an ongoing war and an annoyance um, instead of working together. So those, whether it's, you know Joe Biden's going to use this uh, um, as kind of his his campaign platform. And yeah, pointing out deficiencies is fair game. Um, and those in Congress or governors, yeah, you could go ahead and blame him. But it's not one person's job. Yeah, should he be listening to his experts more? Should he be? Absolutely. But this is not a Republican problem. This is not a Democrat problem. Look at California. Look at their governor. Uh, that def- it's a very liberal state, very liberal governor. And what happened? They've had a huge spike. So this is not down to party. Um, what the president probably should have done is build a better coalition, a, a bipartisan coalition, to to work on okay what can we do what needs to be done and build a consensus that most states can follow most local uh, governments can enforce Uh, instead of saying well i think we should do this but you states do this do whatever you want um if you're with me yeah uh if 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 you're part of uh, my thinking, you want to be on my side, yeah, maybe you should do it like this. You know, that's really not the way to do it. Um, many states have tried different things and failed. Um, once again, I mean, look, you look at New York. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a democratic state. Um, but then you look at Florida and you have your Republican governor. Spikes as well. Texas spikes as well. So it is not a party issue. Um, we, we need much better leadership for this. From top, the very top, that presidency, down. I mean, down, down, down to either us little people to do our part. And one thing we have learned is that maybe shutting everything down is not the best way to do it but we have to find that balance what can we do what can we do to keep money flowing to keep people with jobs um to keep people from hell getting divorced because they can't stand their spouse because they haven't gone anywhere um you know now we need we need to get to some place where we can function safely with a low acceptable risk uh things are opening up i mentioned sports are moving towards uh opening up and uh the nba they the players started getting to orlando for their um i guess mini season and players were tested a lot of players uh bowed out um 
I think uh, Russell Westbrook, the guard for the Houston Rockets, and this guy, this guy's a pit bull. I swear, he's as tough as nails. He's ultra competitive, uh, and he, some have contracted and said, "Okay, I'm out. I'm not going to play." Uh, this guy's okay. I got it. I'm going to pass it, and I can't wait to get there because he he wants to play. He's uh, he he's got he's got a lot of fight in him. So uh, the players made their way to Orlando, and uh, we'll see how it goes. Hopefully, the games will be you know interesting, competitive, not kind of sloppy. Um, it's not going to be what we're used to, but at least it's many players that we know are who we're fans of. Um, playing live. So that is definitely a good thing. Uh, we'll see who has um, uh, names under jerseys. Um, when the whole thing about putting approved names or slogans or things like that uh, in, in, uh, in support of Black Lives Matter, I, at first I was... I was like, okay, yeah, that's a good idea. But more heard about it, I, I actually think I think it's kind of a bad idea, um, because there's two things going on. There's either symbols, or um, um, action. I think this is a symbol. And what what it's going to become is okay. This player is wearing has this. This player has that. Okay, player, why do you have this? Why 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 not that? Oh, you just have your name. Oh, then it's going to be about who has something, who doesn't have something. Oh, let's question a person who doesn't have something. Why don't they have... It just, it's going to be a story, and it's not going to be action. It, I don't think there's positive that comes from it. So, I, at first I thought it was a good idea, but I think at the end it's, it's not going to serve its purpose. And I think it's going to give negative attention to, to people for no reason. And uh, it's a symbol. It's not action. We need action, not symbols. Uh, another thing I've kind of read is is the um, some players complaining about either accommodations or the food or things like that. Uh, now, That is something that goes in the tone deaf category. Um, some players are not uh, are not going to get the same criticism because of different issues. But it really is so. There's so many people out of a job right now who they're not having their food brought to them, um, who are not staying at a hotel. Uh, I think one player compared his hotel room to a Motel 6. Now, I'm sorry. That's the biggest crock of BS. You're you're kind of being an entitled baby when you start complaining about your accommodations. I've been to Disney many times, and I've stayed at I'd, pro- probably about 70% of their resorts. I stayed at Top Top. Bottom, bottom. And the bottom, bottom is no Motel 6. There, none of their 
their resorts are a roadside inn. Uh, some changes have been made maybe to uh, mitigate uh, potential risks, but we're not talking about you know, uh, a roadside motel, motel. And it's kind of tone deaf, complaining. And from what I hear, the resorts that they're using, they're mid to premium resorts. So stop crying over it. Suck it up. People live in worse. And many, many people will never even afford to stay in those resorts you're staying in. Suck it up. Um, there's many things you can complain about, but don't complain about that. Because the average person uh, does not want to hear it. Does not want to hear your complaints about that. Especially those who are, are struggling to, to um, kind of put food on the table, have money in their bank. So, yeah, stop the complaining, please. Uh, it, comes off, it comes off horrible. It comes off entitled. And uh, it, uh, it's not going to get any sympathy from anybody. Um, another thing about sports, the Washington Redskins are finally changing their name. And obviously, it's the pressure of the current times that are that uh, that is spurring this. The owner has famously been reluctant to even discuss change of name in the past. Now, I have said that I don't really know all the history of these different names, and I, especially uh, when you're talking about the Native Americans and. Redskins is supposedly a offensive term. And if that's the case, then, yeah, it should be changed. Uh, should it have taken these times to change it? No. I understand the reluctance, uh, especially the owner grew up rooting for that team. So <laughs> it's our, for, for him, who's obviously has, does not have Native American blood, it... Uh, it's not something he wants to entertain. Uh, however, probably need to open your eyes a little more and do the right thing. So I, I'm fine with that. Other other names, um, baseballs, Atlanta Braves, uh, Kansas City Chiefs in the NFL, uh, Cleveland Indians. Those are names that, uh, are they offensive or not? Uh, to me, Chiefs, I, I don't think that's an offensive name at all. Um, I don't think it's disparaging. A chief is somebody who's a leader, um, probably tough, um, uh, uh, courageous, and things like that. I don't think it's an offensive term. Uh, so I don't think it's it's a name that should be changed. Uh, and we, we, we can't go too far with it. Uh, I was reading an article. Somebody wanted to change um, Major League Baseball's Texas Rangers because the Texas Rangers, oh, a century ago, did some evil things. Not all of it, but some Texas Rangers. But currently, you know, the Texas Rangers is a law enforcement agency in the state of Texas, so uh, they're not, they're not, you know, they're they're there to protect. They, yeah, I know about the police and all that is, uh, is the uh, ongoing issue, but we, we, we have to be careful about what names we, need, we deem offensive or 
potentially offensive. And I mean, are we going to change the University of Miami hurricanes because hurricanes kill people? Oh, somebody might get offended. Um, New York Jets, the football team. Oh, oh, the victims of plane crashes. Oh, we don't want to hurt their feelings. Uh, uh, Florida Gators. Oh, you know how many people die from alligators every year? Or um, pirates. Oh, those pirates in Somalia who, who, uh, who hijack ships. Should we be glorifying that? Uh, uh, the San Jose Sharks. Only shark attacks. Oh, I'm a, I'm a shark uh, attack um, survivor. Oh, I, uh, just the name scares me. I'm a fan. Like, we can't get too far with this. Um, most names... These are sports teams. They're they're not trying to offend people. They're trying to create create the uh, uh, nickname monikers that that means something. Uh, usually means something positive. So let's keep that in mind, and and not go all out with let's change everything, because honestly, what are you going to be left with? Uh, the New York closets. Oh no. Somebody was kidnapped and locked in a closet. You can't do that either. I don't even know. Um, something bad happened with everything. So let, let, let's be careful. Let's not get oversensitive about it. And uh, be smart. Um, we don't need to change every single thing uh, just because what it might mean to somebody or be interpreted. Um, if it's warranted, okay. But if we're stretching it, let's stop. Let's stop because at some point then you just lose people. We'll just jump off. It'll be enough is enough. And it'll be like the boy who cried a wolf. So, and I hope everybody knows that story. So, enough with it. Let's, uh, Let's change what needs to be changed and be fans of our teams. Um... With the whole movement that's going on with, uh, you know, with the BLM, which actually when when I thought about it earlier, uh, kind of, kind of uh, use the acronym BLM, but you know, two groups could actually take that: Black Lives Matter and uh, Blue Lives Matter. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> I guess, I don't want to say the two adversaries, but uh, <laughs> the the two groups on uh, on I guess the side of this particular issue. Um, and you know, the movement is still going on. Uh, obviously, it's not what it was. Uh, the focus is still there, and the focus should still be there. Uh, I have said that I, I understand the, uh, the mission. Uh, I agree with many parts of it. Uh, I don't think the justice system has been fair. Um, and there, there needs to be... Uh, some kind of reform. Now, I, I also think the police are getting a really bad rap, and it's like you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't right now. Um, you don't want to be the next cop whose name is in the paper for something that happened, whether, and then you're convicted before the investigation even takes place. Like in Detroit, uh, the cops shot and killed a... Uh, a felon, and of course that's the first thing they that's read, and then 
the police have to come out and basically defend themselves just to get them out of the news where they got the video of the felon shooting at them first. And it's sad. That's what we go to. Which, and we don't want our police to to not do things just because they don't want to be in that predicament. So uh, we have to be careful about that. We have to appreciate our police. There's uh, at least 90% of our our police officers do their jobs respectful. Um, And yes, there's bad apples. There's bad apples everywhere that spoil it. Um, And it's it's, it's not only on our police to get the police and the public to be able to work together. And I've seen it. Uh, I've seen people disrespect police, uh, curse at them, insult them um, for no reason. Or or when they're arresting somebody who should be arrested, they have to go against the mob and put up with a lot of abuse. Um, so it's it's up to the police and the public to create a better relationship and both sides need to be respected now as far as the justice system itself um i am complete agreement we need to do something about that uh we need to put away the right people or I guess the wrong types of people, you know, as far as wrong in society, um, where it's just and equal for everybody, where they get the same breaks, the same benefits, and not be based on um, who who's able to get a, a lawyer and who's able to use a public defender who's overworked. So, and the punishment not only fits the crime, but is on the same level as other offenders who who were convicted for the same things. So let let's that that I believe is, is really something that needs to be uh, focused on and um, and go from there. But it's it's multi level. I don't think it's that. It's the communities themselves. Uh, we need to we need to make sure the Kids growing up have two parents. They don't have to be married. Just two parents who are there. So we we definitely need that. And as a society, we need respect between all races. Uh, yes, racism is alive. And when... People are doing the wrong things. They should be called out. But also on both sides. Um, you, know, you just can't call out the, the people to f- stay with the BLM movement. Um, as with Deshaun Jackson. Um, his posts that had uh, quote, uh, quotes attributed to Hitler. Yeah, he was called out by many people. But this is, don't call out Drew Brees and not call out Deshaun Jackson. It's because Drew Brees um, 
it, uh, what he did, he basically said he doesn't believe in kneeling for the flag. He thinks it's disrespecting the flag. He doesn't think it should be done it for, under any circumstances. You know, I'm somebody who doesn't believe in it uh, kneeling. I think everybody should stand up for the national anthem, for the flag. Um, doesn't mean I don't support different causes. It's just I don't believe in that. So I guess I, I think there was somebody who called out Malcolm Jenkins, who, who barely said anything about Deshaun Jackson, but kept ripping Drew Brees. So if you, if you want equality, it has to be equality for everything. And... That goes for you know, the whole cancel culture as well. Um, now, uh, but uh, as far as BLM and a lot of those movements and things like that, um, we have seen the rioting, things like that aren't working. In Seattle, they basically let a group take over part of the city, and they, they called it uh, CHOP. And it was basically closed off. The mayor allowed it. Uh, the police got basically left. And the only thing that stopped it was three murders, violent crimes that took place, things you need police for. So the little social experiment failed. And we can't have that. We cannot have that. We need law and order. People need law and order. Because human nature, you, you give an inch, they take a mile. So uh, let's be smart about this. Let's not go to extremes. And um, no, let's, let's keep the focus on what it needs to be, but also try to improve everything and not be so sensitive about everything that's said or written. And... If somebody disagrees with you and it's not illegal, it's not immoral, it's okay. That's how this country is founded. It's, that's how we survive. Different backgrounds, different beliefs, different ideals, different opinions. You talk it out. Where, I mean, where are we going with that? Like I just said a few minutes ago, the cancel culture. So annoying. So annoying. And I don't believe in canceling or boycotts and all that. It is the most annoying thing, especially when it's when you're doing it for stupid reasons. Uh, I mentioned the thing about Goya, the president of Goya Foods, because he said kind words about the president. You want to boycott Goya? Where's this country going where you can't even speak? And if somebody has an opinion that's different than yours. And I know I've probably talked about the cancel culture a lot. And um, it's usually, you know, from those on the, on the left of the political spectrum. Um, but honestly, probably the last, since uh, President Trump took office, it's been a lot of that. It's been mostly from the left. But the right is just as bad. Um, you know, my uh, Guilty Pleasure Hallmark channel. Uh, I remember when the, the, oh, what is that site, that app? Uh, it had to do with weddings. 
I believe it starts with a Z. And I'll remember once I end this podcast, and it's going to screw it up now. But um, they ran a commercial, and there was a same-sex couple in the commercial for maybe you know three seconds. Oh, and then you had the religious right complain that oh, they wanted a boycott. Why? This is reality. You, I mean, you don't live in a bubble. It's, it's not illegal to be gay. <laughs> it's not. Oh, I mean, you want to talk about wholesome values and things like that. It's just people together. Let it go. So, of course, you know, there was a boycott. And then uh, Hallmark Channel said they weren't going to run the ad anymore. Uh, so then it's the other group that's complaining. So they're in a no-win situation. And really, it's because people just... You know, accept and move on. And on this one, it's the right, the ultra-right. And once again, I will continue watching Hallmark Channel. And I've seen the commercial. I don't care. And then the right, of course, when the some NFL players started uh, kneeling for the national anthem. Oh, I'm not going to watch the football anymore. I've said many times, I... I believe you should stand for the national anthem. But I'm going to continue watching the NFL because the players kneeling, just because I don't agree with it, it's their right. It's the rights they have in this country. So it's freedom of speech, freedom of expression. Um, there were the players who were kneeling, exercising freedom of speech, freedom of expression. The president of Goya Foods, freedom of speech, freedom of expression. Stop with the boycotts. There are some really bad people out there who do some really bad things. Fine. Boycott them. Um, the owner of the Miami Dolphins. Uh, I believe he hosted a, a, a fundraising dinner for um, Donald Trump. And of course, you know, anything with, with Trump, it uh, creates a backlash. And then there was protests and things like that. Oh, how can you support this racist? Da, da, da. And Stephen Ross came out and said, look, um, I have known him for many, many years. We don't agree on everything. And once again, we all have family. We all have friends. And we don't agree with everything. We all know bad people. And unfortunately, we have to... We have to still associate with them. Um, one of the countries that Stephen Ross owns, they wanted to boycott this company. And the funniest thing about it is, going back to sports, there is a lack of diversity. And we all know that. In the NFL, there's a handful of blackhead coaches, a handful, probably less than a handful of black general managers, obviously it might be one minority president. So the numbers are very small. Who's the only team that have a black general manager and a black head coach? Take me, you got it, the Miami Dolphins. The guy who um, was to be protested against just because he was hosting a a legal fundraising dinner for somebody they didn't like. 
He's the only owner in the NFL that have a minority head coach and a minority general manager. So, come on, people. Let's let's stop with it. Let's stop with the cancel. Um, that also removes the focus on what needs to be done. So let's keep the focus on things that matter, not the insignificant. Stop the boycotts. Stop the hypocr- hypocrisy. And we all live in glass houses. So let's let's get let's get some change done. But let's get the right change done without taking down people who don't deserve to be taken down. And I will probably be covering this in many, many podcasts because it's a it's a pet peeve of mine. The hypocrisy you know, when it comes to those boycotts and things like that are just drive me nuts. Um, now, last thing I want to mention before this podcast ends. Uh, I don't know why, but the last couple of days, uh, there's been uh, two deaths of celebrities. And it's kind of saddened me a little bit. Um, it was two women, and they probably never met each other, died for, or died different ways, um, but equally sad. Uh, Kelly Preston, the wife of John Travolta, uh, she passed away uh, from cancer which is horrible. Um, they also had, uh, I believe, a special needs child who passed away, I think, a little over a decade ago. So uh, it's just another tragedy for that family. Um, Kelly Preston, um, she's one of those people that she's been in a lot of movies, but you're like, name five, and you struggle. But she's had a very good career. She was in her 50s. And the one role I really remember her in was uh, was Jerry Maguire, the Jerry Maguire's I guess girlfriend at the time, and I don't know. She, she had a very small role, but it was she played a very she she played that bitch very well because I, I think that's what she was. The goal was to be the bitch, and she did it very very well. Uh, that's the one role I I really remember her from. Um, you know, it's sad that she passed away from cancer. It's, it's a really sad, it's a disease that I think has affected, has affected every single person. Um, I don't think there's one person who can not, who can say they haven't had a loved one, um, pass away from cancer. Um, and for probably a good number of people not the majority of people, multiple people who succumb to cancer. So it's sad and um, it's the, yeah. unlike COVID, uh, this is, this has been a, a, uh, a battle for as long as I can remember. And hopefully we keep making progress and, uh, and we, we save lives. Um, it's a terrible disease. And um, it sucks when you see somebody going through it. And it's even those who successfully um, make it through and survive. It really is hell. It really is. Uh, um, you're, you're suffering on the way 
to healing. So uh, hopefully we'll continue to be advances. And um, as time goes on, fewer and fewer people die from this disease. Uh, another person who passed away, another female, uh, Naya Rivera. It's funny. I have never seen an episode of Glee. I've had no desire to see an episode of Glee. But with everything, so much is on the internet now. Yeah, you get to know certain people. And I have heard of her. And uh, there was all this drama about Glee and the... Uh, the bickering and things like that and it really had a kind of a cult following but uh, she passed away she was on a boat with her son in a lake in um, California and unfortunately she drowned um, her son it was just her and her son her son was four years is four years old and found sleeping on the boat by himself uh, I have kids and I, that one kind of touched me as well because, wow, um, I can't imagine basically dying in front of one of my kids and they have to remember that. At four years old, uh, it's good and it sucks at the same time. It's good because that memory is going to diminish over time. But also being four years old, you're not going to have the good memories, uh, you know, 20 years from now. Um, so he's not going to have many things that he remembers his mother by. And hopefully the only th uh, that the only thing he remembers, hopefully, is not going to be her death. So as a parent, uh, that hits home. And um, apparently it looks like it was just an accident, uh, an accidental drowning. Um, you know, but I do feel for the family, for the child, and it really sucks. Um, life is precious, um, especially for people with kids. Um, you never know how long you have with your kids. You know, make every moment count. And... Uh, I will leave it at that. Uh, I don't want to be too much of a, a downer. But if there is one thing to leave this show with is, yeah. Love your family. Yeah. Many many of us have identified ourselves with, with uh, what we do is who we are. But really, um, that's not the lasting memory of who you are. Uh, you're remembered of how you are as a friend, as a as a father, as a mother, as a son, as a daughter. Um, that's how you're remembered. And so make your legacy count. Um, somebody who's an accountant, their legacy won't be they did 37 tax returns in, in two weeks. Uh, their legacy was he was at uh, or she was at their child's soccer game, never missed it. That's going to be the legacy. So let's uh, make sure uh, we all spend the time with, you know, especially our kids. Uh, always make the time. Uh, make that time special because those 
those kids, our family members, our friends, that's, that's, that's what makes us that make, that, that's what makes us who we are. So uh, let's, let's make sure we never say we don't have enough time for them. So that's what I will leave with. Um, if there's any comments uh, about any episode or topics you'd like me to discuss, uh, feel free to send an email to digging for something at AOL.com. And that is digging the number four something at AOL.com. You know, I'm very hip. I use the four. So uh, thank you for listening to Digging for Something. This is your host, JJ, and I will see you when I see you.